In the uh, first chapter, or first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, 13th chapter, text 42 in the purport, Srila Prabhupada is speaking about the statutory laws of the state are imperfect imitation replicas of religious codes. The secular state or the godless state allows the citizens to break the laws of God but restricts them from disobeying the laws of the state. The result is that the people in general suffer more by breaking the laws of God than by obeying the imperfect laws made by men. Every man is imperfect by constitution under conditions of material existence. And there is not the least possibility that even the most materially advanced man can enact perfect legislation. On the other hand, there's no such imperfection in the laws of God. If leaders are educated in the laws of God, there is no necessity of, of a makeshift legislative council of aimless men. Yeah, so this is... Hare Krishna. Um, so, we are reading about uh, legislation the laws of God and how, yes, ultimately uh, the scriptures uh, must be the foundation of a peaceful society. Um, if, if scriptures are not the foundation of society and if there is governance without considering the laws of God, then such government governance is imperfect. And Prabhupada points out man is always imperfect. Man is always making mistakes somehow or other. So then laws will not really work. The laws of God are, are very clear. Um, the laws of God outlined in scripture are, uh, are very important. And uh, Bhagavad Gita is pointing out So the first principle is that uh, one must be dedicated to Krishna. One should, as his foodstuffs, take only yagyasista, that which is remnants of what is offered to the Supreme Lord. Then it is said, Patram Pusvam Falam Toyam, you offer me a flower, a, flu- a fruit, a leaf, some water, like this. So, the purpose of society is to put God in the center, um, not to create some uh, addendum. Um, okay, just, just one sec, I'll invite someone. I'm medium. 
so it's very nice when we can uh, actually uh, put Krishna in the center because then everything works fine. Uh, the laws of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are relating uh, to the laws of nature, uh, the laws of the universe, the uh, um, everything comes into harmony. And we see that when, when man starts to try and bring things under control, then things get off balance. And this is, uh, is the world of today. Um, therefore, the world of today has so many benefits in the sense that uh, so much intelligence, so much science, so many amazing things can be done. However, the one problem that society at large has is that God is not in the center of society. So it is the aim of the Hare Krishna movement to place God in the center of society. Yat karusi, yat asnasi, yat juhusi, dadasi, yat yatapasya, sikuntia, tat pranam. Whatever you Whatever you do, whatever you offer, whatever you eat, whatever austerity you perform, all works should be offered to the Supreme Lord. Karmani vadikarasti mafali sukadachanama karma vadhi tabur masti sangata karmani. That also uh, we take the fruits of our work and use those in a spiritual way. In other words, Everyone in this world has to uh, uh, has to make sure to keep uh, body and soul together, and uh, we need to make arrangements for our uh, our livelihood, and that is fine. But whatever we do in terms of our life, uh, whatever facilities we have, these facilities are dedicated to the Supreme Lord. So a home. Uh, a home then uh, should be dedicated to the Supreme Lord. And whatever happens in our house should be, should be just dedicated to Krishna. Uh, whatever we possess should be dedicated to Krishna. Um, uh, our phone should be a devotee. Our computer should be a devotee. Uh, Everything is to be used for pure spiritual principles. Uh, then, of course, uh, eventually uh, a more natural way of life uh, will be the better life. Because when we use things like cars, we can engage them in the service of Krishna. But at the same time, they also create a... Uh, an environment which is not uh, really desirable. Uh, they fumigate the air, they need uh, big highways, they need petrol or electricity, whatever they need. They need all these, all these things which are in themselves toxic, inimical things. So we need, um, we need a simple uh, and eventually a, a more simple or more natural or more pure lifestyle then everything connects uh, therefore 
the Vedic society is not based on machines, but the Vedic society is based on um, on living in harmony. Modern society is fundamentally a society which is based on uh, on a battle, a battle with the uh, with the universe, um, machines, and uh, technology. So technology is in war with its environment. Then you have so-called soft technology, which is a little bit more, um, yeah, a little bit more friendly towards the environment. But it's still not the ultimate. So although currently we're using, um, we're using everything for transcendental purposes, ultimately, uh, in, in the long term, we, uh, we're, look, we're seeking at a society, at a lifestyle which is more harmonious. And in that lifestyle, uh, we may not need all that technology. I will carry on and read the next, uh, the next verse. All ordinary transactions and dealings became polluted with cheating, even between friends. And in familiar affairs, there was always misunderstanding between fathers, mothers, and sons, between well-wishers, and between brothers. Even between husbands and wife, there was always strain and quarrel. This is from Srimad Bhagavatam 1.14.4. And it's, it's speaking about uh, the time when Yudhisthira saw how in society things had degraded. He saw all these things that people, the dealings between people were no longer based on, uh, well, were no longer positive. He saw there was, uh, dealings were polluted with cheating, even between friends and in familiar affairs, misunderstandings between father, mother, sons, well-wishers, brothers, even husbands and wife, always strain and quarrel. So when he saw these things, he understood the age of Kali had begun. But how could the age of Kali, how could the age of Kali manifest its symptoms when Krishna was still on the planet? At that time, Arjuna had gone to Dwarka, and Yudhisthira was waiting uh, for news from Dwarka, for news from Krishna. So then finally Arjuna returned, and then Yudhisthira inquired from him. And Yudhisthira inquired, and... Uh, and Arjuna could not speak because Arjuna had faced the disappearance of Krishna and he just didn't, he couldn't tell. Uh, he couldn't tell uh, his brother what had happened and break his heart. He couldn't do it. But yet, you know, Yudhisthira was very intelligent and Yudhisthira saw the symptoms of the age of Kali. And in the presence of Krishna, the age of Kali cannot be there. Uh, of course, we have the good fortune that although the age of Kali is there, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is present in this particular age of Kali. Uh, although there are a thousand ages of Kali in one day of Brahma, this particular age of Kali is very different because this age of Kali, the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is present. Therefore, uh, the age of Kali is simply the, uh, the, the black backdrop for the golden avatar. Uh, so on a dark, 
on a dark backdrop, a golden ornament stands out more. Uh, Vishuddha Chakravarti Thakur explains in this way. So therefore, he says the pastimes of Kali are simply amplifying the uh, the glory of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm-hmm. I continue from one Srimad Bhagavatam one fourteen four purport. A conditioned soul is endowed with four principles of malpractice, namely errors, insanity, inability, and cheating. These are signs of imperfection and and out of the four, the propensity to cheat others is most prominent. And this cheating practice is there in the conditioned soul because the conditioned souls are primarily in the material world imbued with an unnatural desire to lord it over the material world. Hmm. So this is what we see. A saintly person doesn't want to uh, unnecessarily uh, lord it over the material world. Uh, the saintly person can basically see Krishna and Krishna's in control. So somehow or other pacify Krishna. Um, just like Srila Prabhupada was stating that Kirtan, uh, Kirtan is the, was the solution for, uh, for, an, a great, for an epidemic in Calcutta. Uh, there was an epidemic of the, of the plague and Prabhupada said by Kirtan, by Kirtan they overcome, they overcame. So this whole spirit of turning to the Supreme Lord is spiritual culture. And yeah, that is, that is our, our ways. doesn't mean that we are blind to material danger and threats and say Krishna will protect us. No, we make all good, reasonable arrangements for our protection. But then depend on Krishna. Hmm. Satsarup Maharaj wrote, uh, in remembering Srila Prabhupada, last journey to London, he met with his European leaders and made no criticisms, all pure gratitude. And many times throughout the day, emotions of ecstasy ran unchecked even at the mention of America, his voice choked up. I cannot forget my obligation to them. I want to make them happy and through them, the whole world. Hmm. So this is the last journey to London. Oh. The Prophet was really unwell and then uh, but Tamal Krishna and he was at times losing the will to live while he was in Vrindavan so Tamal Krishna Maharaj tried to encourage Prabhupada about preaching and 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 decided that if he could convince Prabhupada to come to the west for another tour that that might give him new life um, and in the last journey to London, Prabhupada met with his European leaders. But he made no criticisms. 
No? There was nothing that uh, he didn't point out any faults. All pure gratitude. And many times throughout the day, uh, emotions of ecstasy ran unchecked, even at the mention of America. His voice chose to choked up. Uh, yes, Prabhupada went to America and lived, um, lived with young people on the Lower East Side. And somehow or other, together, went forward and brought them up. And, and, and Prabhupada did everything he could. Uh, I, I cannot forget my obligation to them. See, here's Prabhupada who has an obligation. Uh, he, has, he, has, he has promised. He has promised. Obliged by love, obliged by his compassion, he's accepted them as his disciple. Now he, he will do anything, anything to, um, to deliver them. He cannot forget. I cannot forget my obligation to them. I want to make them happy. And through them, the whole world. I mean, this is really amazing poetry. Um, Satsuk Maharaj is, is obviously a special, a special soul, specially sent for, uh, for assisting Srila Prabhupada. In these early days, those devotees that were there, um, they they were there for a purpose. Satsarup Maharaj, he he wrote extensively about Srila Prabhupada, and this remembering Srila Prabhupada is very nice, and you can download that from the internet. You look at SDG Legacy, SDG legacy and then you'll find there remembering Srila Prabhupada and it's like a Lila Amrita in uh, in in rhyme and it's it's short you know like uh, highlights but it's really uh, very nice as you can see huh? and now we see that Prabhupada is that I cannot forget my obligation to them I want to make them happy and through them the whole world Prabhupada always saw America. The author is Satsarup Maharaj, as I said before. Uh, the, uh, and Prabhupada, right? Prabhupada, he just always saw America as the gateway to the world, and in particular, New York City. Right? And that is something that... Uh, that still is prevalent today. Uh, New York is still the cultural capital of the world. And New York is still meant to lead the world. So yes, this is still something that is to be done. Um, so, um, yeah, we are, um, are eager to see. Uh, eager to see um, that um, 
Srila Prabhupada's um, desire for New York City as a place of thriving Krishna consciousness from where uh, the entire world can be influenced. And, um, but not only in New York, we also see that at one point in Los Angeles, Srila Prabhupada, um, you know, we see that Srila Prabhupada was uh, uh, at one point staying in Los Angeles and calling it his headquarters in the Western world. And he called devotees from everywhere to come to Los Angeles and to, uh, to come and learn uh, in Los Angeles Temple. Prabhupada established uh, different standards um, of how to conduct the temple program, the morning programs, and so on, and all with the idea that devotees from the entire world could come and learn. Yeah. So, at different points in time, different temples um, played a different, different part. Uh, um, okay. So, I'll carry on on reading. And it says that the bull and cow are offenseless. The bull and cow are the symbols of the most offenseless living beings because even the stool and urine of these animals are utilized to benefit human society. Srimad Bhagavatam 117.13 purport. Yes, so somehow or other, uh, when we are speaking before about a society which is organized around the laws of God, then we should understand that bulls and cows are particularly... Uh, a are meant for a particular purpose. They are meant to, uh, to be very central in society. They're meant to be protected, and we're meant to build our society around bulls and cows. And this is, uh, is very, very nice. A society which is built around the protection of bulls and cows, um, then everything becomes perfect. Um, then, uh, then, then the climate becomes perfect. We just protect bulls and cows. We worship the Lord, and all the demigods become pleased. The Supreme Lord is pleased, and there will be blessings upon the world. At the time of Maharaj Yudhisthira, there were so many blessings upon the world. And the hills and forests were producing many, many herbs. And uh, there were many minerals. There were gold, ample of gold and jewels. And all natural opulences were there. And society was flourishing, but flourishing on a real basis, not artificially flourishing, uh, like when the economy is flourishing, you know, and uh, um, like I looked at a, at a, at a, uh, a documentary, which was about three cities, um, Amsterdam, London, and New York. 
and these three cities that uh, and the influence that in the world the exact title won't come to mind but one can find it easy and it was interesting because uh, yeah somehow or other uh, I have some connection with these three places so I thought let's have a look at that just so that I can uh, understand something more because when you understand the history of a place then you also understand more about the present uh, because many things are done in the present uh, and people may not know or they may or may not know why but certain culture and habits have grown over time uh, and sometimes the origin is forgets, forgotten so I thought I had to look then I had to look and it started that um, it said that in the, at the end of the Middle Ages, Amsterdam was a, was a smaller city in comparison to uh, bigger cities like, like, like London. You know. But what happened was this, is that in the Netherlands, they invented uh, something called a crankshaft. And a crankshaft is a... Uh, is, is, is an arrangement where a circular movement is transferred to a vertical movement. Once they managed to do that, they connected it to the windmill. The windmill creates the circular movement and the crankshaft created the vertical movement and they put a saw blade to that. And they started to cut trees now by a, by a machine. Whereas prior to that, up to that point, planks were made by manual cutting, so very slow. So suddenly they had a means to very quickly cut trees into planks, and they did. And then they built many, many ships with that wood. And as a result, as a result, uh, Amsterdam wound up having the biggest fleet in Europe and, uh, and became very prominent for practically one century. Uh, for one, they also, they, they, they built many canals, they built, uh, and, and along there, many warehouses for storing. They set themselves up for business. And then they they started this, the stock market that was also not going on. Uh, there was only a market. People would bring goods to the market and trade them. But what they did in Amsterdam, they got investors to put money into the ships that were going to bring things back. And so people were buying a share in the efforts and capitalism was born. And so, for a hundred years, that ships went everywhere and, and that made that little, little country uh, very big. Then eventually uh, wars, this, that. Uh, the, uh, the British, the French and, the German, and, and some German parties attacked the Netherlands together and they won that war, but the Netherlands, but it emptied out their coffers. Then the then the power shifted to London, and it was there, and then eventually power shifted from 
from UK to America. Um, so it was interesting. Um, and the story would be longer, but you know, I don't want to belabor the point. Prabhupada understood it. Prabhupada had seen the shift to America. And Prabhupada understood that through America, he could influence the entire world. Um, so yes, I can highly recommend, please go to sdlegacy.com uh, and download this Remembering of Srila Prabhupada. It is so nice, so nice. I really, I really like it because it's meditation. It is very nice poetry. Mm, yes. Um, okay. I think I'll leave this for today, this topic, and I'll just, uh, I won't go on very much longer. Uh, um, but it is very nice to just everyday touch base. Now I am not giving official lectures anymore. Um, I'm, as I was on the Chaitanya chart, I'm reading for the last four months because I am now working on the transcripts that uh, I had and I'm editing them and adding something so that we make some progress towards the book. And uh, so then in the mornings I, I work on the book and then in the afternoon I give the lecture and uh, from one to two every day and then after that I am I'm free to deal with other things. And that is how uh, I hope to uh, write a book on CC. So then these notes, I have all these notebooks. Um, in earlier years, you know, like I made these books, but for many years. So I have a whole number of them and I'm just reading some of the quotes now and commenting on them for your inspiration. And today I am really inspired about that particular quote from Satsuru Maharaj. Very beautiful. Mm. I think it is uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, because that, that, book, that final mood of Sri Prabhupada, um, he meets with his European leaders and there's no criticism. It's just gratitude now, just gratitude for all they have done. He has, mm, he has pushed, uh, he has pushed so many devotees to do so many things, yes, and and to somehow or other preach Krishna consciousness. So yes, um, you all also please do something. Uh, do something to push on this Krishna consciousness. It is, uh, we, we need it. Uh, we need it. We need to see how this, uh, this movement goes forward by people, people who take it, 
people who are enthusiastic to somehow or other do something, right? whatever that is. Um, if one person uh, just decides to every day stream for half an hour and read the Krishna book and just do a nice reading and maybe with some nice music in the background. Anyone can do. Huh? Anyone can do. Isn't it? Anyone can just, uh, yeah, anyone can just, uh, just take, go on the internet and read. And in this way, for now, we can do it that way. Um, after some time, when, uh, when the circumstances change again, all right, then we can go out and we can do festivals. Um, so it is no problem. According to the time, place and circumstance, there is, is some service to do. But let us somehow or other increase, increase the kirtan or the sankirtan, the congregational glorification of Krishna. And if we do that, then surely uh, more and more people will, will become interested and more and more people will actually uh, be happy to, uh, to, uh, to hear and will be surprised how many people actually are touched. So, yes, even one little thing on the internet, um, if you put it, something about Krishna, it will be a gain. Um, and whatever, whatever you can do, um, whatever you can do. But let us make a contribution. And we see that Prabhupada inspired his disciples to do many things. And then Prabhupada was so grateful, so grateful for what they had done. That is amazing. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much.